Pencinbochi has a, his mission as a national leader, second national leader in revitalizing and revising the entire Tibet society. Perhaps to take the, all the Lama to Beijing and then in the morning uh, they host the meeting to oppose, refuse his holiness Dalai Lama's uh, recognition of the 11 Benchi Lama. Welcome to Roof of the World, Tibet in Context, a podcast by the Foundation for Nonviolent Alternatives. Professor Giallo, thank you so much for joining us for a second time on our podcast, Tibet in Context, for a different conversation. So just to give a brief introduction to you, Professor Giallo, although probably by now you need very little introduction. Um, Professor Giallo was born in Amdo in eastern Tibet and uh, has a master's in Tibetan language and culture from the Northwest Minorities University in Lanjiao, later studied in Toronto for a master's and a PhD in education in sociology at the University of Toronto before going back to Tibet and studying and teaching at Yan'an Normal University from 2017 to 2020 when the situation became untenable and he finally had to leave Tibet. And since then, he has been using his extraordinary experience of seeking to protect Tibetan language and culture inside Tibet to bear witness to international governments, UN committees, and others of the situation inside Tibet, the dangers for the survival of Tibetan religious civilization. And we're here today to talk about two religious leaders, two remarkable people, the seventh Gungtang Rinpoche and the tenth Panshan Rinpoche, who were both close to the, the 14th Dalai Lama. And um, Professor Gyalo, you have just recently been in Dharamsala in India and have presented your work, your book, about the life of Gungtang Rinpoche to His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And Gungtang Rinpoche is well known to many Tibetans, particularly from Amdo. He was a, a very important reincarnate Lama. And you knew him yourself personally. And I was wondering if we could start by you talking about your, your memories of Gungtang Rinpoche and why he was such an extraordinary figure and something about his, his remarkable life. Um, thanks very much, uh, Kat, for having me. Uh, this is, I think, something that's uh, life experience. It's extraordinary. Uh, where uh, the Gontang Rinpoche and the Tenzin Penchin Rinpoche, they are the only the leader inside its bed. After the His Holiness, 14th Dalai Lama excelled in India. Uh, the Gontang Rinpoche, the, uh, the Chinese government, Chinese or the CCP put him in jail since 1959 for 21 years. And uh, he wanted to remain with the Tibetan people. 
Then the Chinese put him in jail for 21 years. And then in 2000, oh no, 1979, he got out of the jail. And then he served significantly for the Tibetan people in uh, revising or revitalizing Tibetan social culture, the language, religion, and the social orders. All other aspects of the Tibetan society. As a right hand of the Tenth Panchen Rinpoche, I think that uh, normally people, when the pe- people came out from the jail, they uh, be quiet, uh, has less encouragement to contribute to the nation. But the uh, is different. Even he been was been in jail for 21 years. When they came out, when he came out, he was more, has more passion for the nation of Tibet. So um, therefore, I prepared one of the inside Tibet from 2015. Um, from the sociological uh, aspect perspective, I prepared to write his biography. Uh, in the English, I put the title like uh, "A Life of Decolonization and Reconciliation." the social political contributions and the experience of the sixth Gontang Rinpoche in PR China from 1951 to 2000. Let me read his uh, one of the promises to the Tibetan people. He says, I never feel regretful in facing the denigrate and the difficulty for Tibetan people. As a lama, who, such a lama who promised his people and his nation in this way, I think he received warmly the five times with the delegation from exile ground of the Tibet site. He hosted as a receiving the song returning home. All delegates, he received warmly greeted them and then give advice how to reach Chinese government, how to have a conversation or how to communicate with them. And uh, and also, at that time, the Benchen Rinpoche has his mission as a national leader, second national leader in revitalizing and revising the entire Tibet society that damaged by under the Cultural Revolution for 10 years. That's a nice, simple task for them. The Benchen Rinpoche has a larger and a broader view on the Tibet as a nation to revise it, their culture, the language, the religious institution, and the social orders, and also try to lead the Tibetan people engage their own economic system. This is not a simple leadership. 
he had. So each time when Chirinbuchi visited the old Tibetan area in Wichan, Kham, Ando, all area, he visited with him as a right hand. And uh, he's the pillar of the, his, Ben uh, Chirinbuchi's idea to implement it in the underground. So the, the Panchen Rinpoche in 1962 wrote this extraordinary 70,000 character petition, which was um, published and translated by Tibet Information Network some years ago, which Mao Zedong described as a poisoned arrow aimed at the heart of the party. And so that was why the Panchen Lama then was imprisoned for so many years until his his death in 1989. So so Guntang Rinpoche was his right hand and someone who traveled with him and who who assisted him in in this respect for keeping language and literature alive during this cataclysmic time. And I wonder so so he had a remarkable life. He died, Gungtung Rinpoche died at the age of 74 in 2000. So he was born in the 1920s. And he lived through this period as a child, as a monk who was recognized as a lama, as a young child, presumably. And so he lived through this, this era before China invaded Tibet in 1949 to 50. And then he lived through those years of, of resistance. But he was imprisoned early on, wasn't he? He was um, imprisoned before the Cultural Revolution began. Why was he imprisoned? I wonder if you could tell, tell us a little bit about that very dark period. Okay. Um, I think the Guantanamo Rinpoche is a garden chair of the... In uh, Lavdan Monastery in uh, 1952. And then in two, 1954 and five, he been inv- was invited by Chinese, the Chinese, central Chinese government. He attended two times in the com- uh, conference in Beijing. So those Zhuanlei and other top leaders See, this guy is a young man, very talented, very brave. And if let this this man, young man, re, uh, exercise his uh, intellectual knowledge and uh, his capacity in the society, this will greatly empower empower the Tibetan society. Uh, for the China side, they think this is a the stake of the later uh, sweater. So then the Zhuanlei called the, at that time, the Sichuan provincial policy uh, police uh, uh, department to arrest him, put in jail. I clearly remember he told me the story. At that year, he was in uh, Amchong, Tiny uh, monastery. The one guy who's a Tong Janpu, the United Front officer in Aba, they called him 
we have uh, something to discuss with you. You have to go to the Chengdu. And then the United Front Office of the Upper Tibetan Prefecture Government took him to the Chengdu. They kept him in the hotel for several years, uh, day and a night. And then one night, they took, put him in the Beijing Jeep car. At that time, he was thinking, oh, maybe this time they are taking me to a tour for the uh, enjoyment. But actually, the car went up in the hill and uh, in the middle of the mountain, I think, they finally reached the big giant iron door. At the front of the door, one guy who, Chinese guy who wearing the uniform and holding the another color of the uniform. And then the driver asked him to get off the car. And then when he walked to that door, the other man who handled the uniform, another color of the uniform to him, changed your clothes. Where is this? And then he, they pushed him in the, into the door. Then he realized that's the jail. You know, so they they kept him in Chengdu in that jail about uh, twenty three days like that, and then they trans they transferred him to Gansu Landro, and then from Landro they transferred him to Pilian, which is uh, the large uh, prison campus there. They they transferred him there, and then he stayed there uh, 21 years until um, 1979. It's a, quite a, the, the personal story I heard. He says the only person, his sister, walked a thousand miles and then carried the zamba for him every year. One, so his sister went back and forth to the prison. Yeah. Then every every year carrying yeah. the bags of sampa. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also she, he was in prison all through that period of famine when yeah. food must have been terribly scarce. So the sister must have kept that sampa aside you know somehow. He's, he's, I clearly, I had a many conversations with him because I have a very close friendship, a close relationship with him. One day he told me, each time uh, he's, when his sister arrived in Pinyang in his uh, uh, prison campus door gate, he, when he get out to pick up the zamba from his sister's hand, he cried. That's only the lifetime he cried. Hmm. He says, I uh, never cried any brutal situation facing the one while I facing any brutal situation that could not make me cry. Only each time for 20 years, his sister brought the Zamba for him every year to the 
gate of the president. Hmm. He cried. When he clearly told me, I remember he said, the first time when they put him in the room, in the prison room, he doesn't know any Chinese words, single word. And then the people, the inside other people, criminal people say, hey, what's your name? He doesn't know. What do you want to, where do you want to sit? He doesn't know. You know, that, and then I gradually, uh, they put him in the, another room. We said, that's a professor, I think, in the, in, from Landu University, the Chinese professor. And then he started learning Chinese in jail. Um, in the jail, he learned four skills. One, it's a Chinese writer, Chinese characters learning. And then he learned Karl Marx's economic of the politics hmm. and the dialectical of the materialism. He gradually, he'd be able to study those series. At the same time, he tried to be a, a shoe repair. And then he also plays music. How could he play music? What instrument? Yeah, he he has only the person who has a, a knowledge and a skill to produce a Tibetan musician and the music, you know, in Tibetan way. Hmm. He thinks that's a very important part of a Tibetan culture. Even in jail, he kept them very well. And did he did he sing or did he how did he get hold of an instrument? He be able to write a very famous lyric of the song Tibetan song traditional song, mm -hmm. and also he played the instrument for music. And then when he came out in the jail, he first stand outside of the jail campus and on the. Uh, the soil stage, his first time he played the instrument and the music, singing a song. You know, Kat, that song and the lyric, even today, both Tibetan diaspora and inside the people, that song can unify them emotionally. What is the name of the song? Akupama. Oh, Akupama, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, I remember the Akipema, the song and the instrument, he passed to a very famous Tibetan musician. We call him Bengun. I remember in, I, in my book, I wrote this, about this. He passed his own knowledge about the music and the, how to write the Tibetan music and the lyric. And then Bengun, Akipengula, he recruits the students across Tibet. Hmm. Over a thousand now. That's why the inside Tibetan people, the outside Tibetan people like to play the music, the, the music instrument. They, when they singing the Akipema, Akipema, that song of the Akipema, in outside the diaspora, inside the people, hmm. they 
significantly unify the people emotionally. The song he written in from his, uh, you know, from his hand. And in his prison cell. Yeah, yeah. And then after he get out of jail, he produced many of the lyric and the sound a lot. Uh, I don't need to contact every, every uh, sound here. Mm. And at the same time, I think he is a unique lama. Someone who knows the modern knowledge of the economic of the politics and the dialectical materialism. That's why when he get out of jail, he often talk to the, give a talk to the public on the ground. He says, send the kids to the school. Our young generation need the re to receive the modern education. Modern education will save our nation. If we have our nation stable, be stabilized, then we can have a monastery and all other religious culture and other culture to be practiced safely. He is the only Lama throughout the Tibetan history, I think. He knows the religious, deep religious understanding and also the modern uh, Karl Marx theory. And Professor, did you did you did he ever talk to you about how it was for him when he came out of prison? Because that was after the Cultural Revolution had ended, and he must have been shattered by the destruction that he witnessed upon coming out of prison. Yeah, he he told me first came out he when he met with Tenzin uh, Panchenbuji, they naked out. And then showing the how the Chinese people Chinese beat them in jail. They show to each other, shared the emotional moment they experienced in the jail. Um, and then I also remember he clearly told me he said, "I think." Uh, the badly, I'm lucky because when I was in a jail throughout uh, during the period of the Cultural Revolution, otherwise maybe they killed me. Cultural Revolution or the in the jail saved him from the Cultural Revolution. He told me that like the first day he uh, get out of jail, he on the way traveled to back into his hometown. He, on the way, he visits every villager who greets him, pays the homage to him. I say, I clearly remember he visited my village. At that time, I'm a, such a young age boy that I first time saw his face. They, we had a many long conversation with Tenzin Panchenbuji to make a plan how to revitalize and how to revise the Tibetan culture that damages throughout the cultural revolution. And you also knew the 10th Panchen Rinpoche as well. Um, I met him one time. Uh, he put his two hands on my head. Boy, do good study, <laughs> he told me. Because, how old were you at that time? <laughs> because 
I opened the door, uh, the door of the car for him, and then he put his both hand on my head, say, saying, "Boy, do good study." At that time, at, at that time, I think I'm a young age boy. At that time, it's a, such an encouragement for mm. me. Uh, and did you did you keep in touch with uh, Gungtang Rinpoche? You you encountered him many times then in his later life. I think that I am this, from uh, my undergraduate student until he passed away. I, I was a faculty member of the Tibetan Department of Language in Northwest University of Nationality in Lando. Um, I think I had a fifteen years of relationship with him. From 1985, 85 or 86, I think around that time, until 2001, mm. he passed away. I clearly remember uh, he, each time when he traveled, returned his residency in Landro from outside, I, all, I, I was always there. In his uh, house, residence, uh, on the weekend I eat jamba and beef, everything from his house on the weekend. But sometimes chat over time if not, there's no uh, people to be audience. Mm -hmm. So we talked his story. He talks about, uh, and then another story I will share with you. With him, his hometown in I think in 1994, before my field trip to Lhasa, he gave me 500 yuan for the uh, Lawrence. Uh, he, while handing his 500 yuan to me, he was was saying that. Uh, do good field work, do good observation in the society. Don't do like a pure uh, religious uh, tour. When you come back, bring me a good gift. You know, that kind. And then I did. I did. Um, at that time, in the one, I was in Lhasa, I met all those great scholars in Lhasa, in TR. Uh, the great scholar and Shambhatli, Shambhapat, all those great uh, scholars in Lhasa. Particularly, one day I would be able to meet with him. Uh, he told me, you are a young boy, uh, but you got a good education. Keep in your mind. This is your task from me. Um, our society has a problem. Our the social development is so slow, but we have a rich traditional culture. Why? What's wrong? There's a wrong problem between our culture and the social development. This is your task. You have to find out. You have to identify what's the problem is. On the day back to La, uh, Landru from the Lhasa trip, I brought uh, the picture of the school in Samyim, uh, 
beside the Samir Monastery, there is a pre the uh, primary school. Has no window, has no door for classroom. Students are kneeled down. No table, no no chairs. And then teachers are teaching there. At that time, I feel so sad. I cried. First time, at a young age, I cried that in 1994. And then I gave the 10 Chinese yuan to those teachers um, uh, to buy a book or a notebook for every student. I took the 50 photos, 50 photos. And then on the way back to Gontanaboche, I uh, present those pictures. Look, Gontanaboche says, that's a good gift. That's a good gift. You did a real, real, real observation of the key <laughs> issue with our uh, nation. Um, before that, I think in 1994, he was giving the uh, Karachaka in Sanko, in Labran uh, place. That time, almost half a million people there gathered in that grassland. As a sociologist, I call that the, as the largest social gathering in Tibetan history. So historic gathering and the sort that would never be able to happen now. Yeah. And then... During the Kalachaka teaching, I remember he clearly said, one day we all hope His Holiness Dalai Lama return to our homeland and then to give the Kalachaka for us. Yeah, in 1994, July mm -hmm. 7, July 11, I think, I clearly remember from July 11 to 15. And his devotion to the Dalai Lama eventually did cause him to fall from grace in the party because he was on the the top political advisory body standing committee of the CPPCC. And I understand that uh, when His Holiness recognized the new child Panchen Lama, the 11th Panchen Lama in 1995, is it correct that Guntang Rinpoche refused to accept the Chinese demand to also to recognize their choice of Panchen Lama. Yes, certainly he did. The one story he shared with me, it's a painful. Uh, one day evening, they using the helicopters to take the, all the Lama to Beijing. And then in the morning, uh, they hosted a meeting to oppose, refuse His Holiness Dalai Lama's uh, recognition of the 11 Panchen Lama. And beside him, it's a Jaiwan Japa. He told him he was young. He needed to still lead the monastery. So I, he told the Jaiwan Japa, say, uh, you need to play the game with them because you need a historical task to lead the, all those uh, over 108 monastery, branch monastery. So you collaborate that I'm not, I'm old enough. I, I, I'm not, I won't, I don't want to collaborate with them. I'm old enough now. He told him that on the way into the hall, meeting hall. 
when they sit in the meeting, and then the Chinese top leader hosting the microphone saying, every Lama needed to say uh, about their opinion, the His Holiness Dalai Lama's recognition of the 11th Panchi Lama. Then Yang Japa said his way. Uh, and then the top leader handled the microphone to the Gontarambache. At that time, Gontarambache felt like he clearly told them like this, I'm already old enough. I don't want to be in the jail again. This is his answer. Then the, they could not continue the conference. Hmm. No. That, 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 that he, so on that day, he got faced the brutal situation. The people, uh, primary of the, the leaping says, rest him. And then the, United, the head of the United Front officer is his, uh, it was a Gontarambochi's friend. And then this guy called Jiang Zemin at that time. Li Pen says, arrest him, what to do now? And then at that time, Jiang Zemin said, Li Peng, the, the senior Chinese leader at yeah. the time. Yeah. And then Jiang Zemin says, don't arrest him. We already have this problem enough. If you arrest him, we're going to create some more problem. Don't rest him. And then the, his friend, head of the United Front Officer, you know, sent him back to the Landu, and then he could not stay overnight in Landu, his residence. He directly went to the Labrang uh, Kote, um, in the on the mountain in the meditation uh, house. He stayed there almost eight months. Hmm. By doing that, old enough, and then he's got uh, cancer with his kidney. Right. That, that's the consequence. But this was a very simple meditation hut that, that uh, monks used for retreats. Yeah. He went to, very remote. Yeah. He came out from the meditation room after they uh, um, chose their Chinese uh, Banchi Lama and they that boy became a, a monk in uh, Jukang Temple, uh, the ceremony. And mm. then he came out. You know, he got a very perfect Mandarin speaking skill. He communicated with those Chinese leaders well. So the Jiang Zemin and those other leaders will have a good connection with him. Uh, because his it's a language skill. Communicate mm -hmm. those well, and then he uh, resumed his uh, bad relationship cast that on those uh, by those meet that meeting. Mm -hmm. Later, he resumed his relationship and just try to make a good connection, and then ask them to appoint the Tibetan uh, people in the. All levels of autonomous region, autonomous prefecture, and the counties. Mm. After, you know, the consequence of the heat passed away in 2001, and then China dramatically removed those Tibetan officials 
or the head of the government in Tibetan autonomous uh, prefecture government and the counties. So they no longer had Rinpoche's protection? No. Mm, after yes, his death. Rinpoche passed away. Their backbone is gone. Mm. That's why I'm calling. It's naturally, he took the responsibility, national responsibility from the 10th century Rinpoche when he passed away. Yeah. There are many more stories. I'm writing, outlining this, his bio story. Again, later, uh, you can see it. Mm. Yeah. And I, I also just, just finally wanted to, to mention, Professor, the, uh, that the reincarnation of Gongtang Rinpoche, the child, uh, there was a child who was officially chosen by the Chinese side and not the monastery. Uh, soon after the death of the sixth Gongtang Rinpoche. And uh, there was a rather tragic coda to this story in 2012 on October the 13th. This child's grandfather, Tamdin Dorji, set fire to himself and died in a wave of self-immolations across yeah. the plateau. And he did, he did so outside a monastery. Yeah. It's a, it a sad moment. It's affected many families. Mm, mm. You know, this family is not, since the seventh Gontorimboche's grandfather, this is not only simple family, single families issue. It's, it's affected a large number of the population because the Labdan Monastery has a one, over 108 branch monastery. Cross Amdo and the Kong. So this is a big effect. Um, I think uh, those young, old generation, no matter who's the father or who's the grandfather, the loyalty of the nation, loyalty of the His Holiness Dalai Lama is no question about it. Hmm. Even today, they are young generation, age 85, 88, 89, 90. They, they want to still wishing to see His Holiness face, a real face, before they pass away. Mm -hmm. This is a mystery of the nation in modern history, I think. Now, the entire society under the control, systematic control, surveillance, uh, by people, by technology, by uh, personnel, by government, by institutions. And uh, our people, now I think the situation is the, the such brutal dilemma now, whether you to be assimilated or you remain the poor in the village with no hope. That's the entire population are facing now. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's a, another age of the time of, in the history of Tibet. Uh, so this, those great Lama, they left his legacy. And uh, no one now be able to continue to carry on that because of the social, the cultural environment 
it had been diluted. Well, Professor, I'd like to thank you personally for your exemplary work in telling these stories and honouring the lives of these great figures so important to Tibetan civilization in your own life and your own work. And in this way, with bringing the book that you've written about Guntang Rinpoche to His Holiness in India, you were the connection, you were that vital connection, bringing those threads together of those lives and those stories. And, uh, and we're really grateful that you could speak to us again today. So, so thank you so much. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs>